Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Lupin by Story Archives. I am your host, Mario Busto, alongside the other host, Zachary Newton. Welcome back. I felt very AI on that intro, on the uh, intro, but okay. nonetheless, I will keep it. Uh, Lupin, we don't have titles for these episodes. Hmm. I feel like we should create our own titles. This is chapter two, episode. Their titles are all over the place. It's part three, chapter two, episode two. It's yeah. like. The chapters are the episodes. The, the confusing thing is, you know, like the parts seem like the seasons, but the yeah, seas- like part one and two kind of carried over. It was weird. Yeah. So if season, if part one and two were kind of heavily revolved around Asan's father and resolving that, right? The mystery mm-hmm. of his father's acu- like being accused of a crime he didn't commit, then seems part three and potentially any other part that moves on, maybe part four would have to do with his mother. Now, mm-hmm. I guess the writers left it open-ended of who his mother is because we didn't re- really even get a question of who she was in the first couple of parts of Lupin. But now, she's definitely a central focal point because we're getting, you know, I in season one and season two or part one, part two, we didn't get really a look of Asan too much in the past or if we did, I didn't quite realize that, oh, they're going to show us how he became a burglar, how he became mm-hmm. the gentleman burglar, right? We knew how he had gotten into reading the Lupin books and all those sorts of things, but we didn't actually see the lead up, like his his hero origin story, so to speak, right? And But in this episode, we really dive heavier into that. We see uh, Bruno, who's also orphaned as well, right? He has a sister yeah. and he has a godfather, in quotes, who's a local boxing instructor who pretty much keeps the foster care off their backs. And so, Asan is going through the same process of needing somebody. His name is Keller, which in French sounds a lot like killer. Um, <laughs> and he's going to pretty much sponsor Asan. At least that's the direction it's heading in so that he doesn't have to go into the foster care system, which we assume mm-hmm. that he is able to avoid that. But... um. It's an interesting storyline. I'm actually, I'm glad that they're going the route of showing how Hassan became a badass, you know, caper. Yeah. No, it's very interesting, you know, and I mean, in this episode, we we see that, you know, he believes, you know, his father was a burglar, his mother was, a was you know, a burglar, and, you know, that's, that's what he ends up becoming, but his father was falsely accused. I wonder if his mother was also falsely accused. Uh, I don't know, maybe she owed money to somebody or something and, you know. I don't I don't know what the, the government or you know politics of, of Senegal or any any other place like that is or was well I guess this is in modern times so um 20 years ago or so so I, I have yeah. no idea so it's like in the 90s mid 90s pretty much yeah um obviously I'm not a, a Senegal <laughs> expert of the history of Senegal but you do get the sense that Hassan, Hassan and his father moved from Senegal or immigrated from Senegal to France and the mother stayed behind. And Hassan always felt that he would reconnect with his mother, but is finding out that he's pretty much being abandoned. And I would assume he's being abandoned because she's in prison, although for what for, we do not know yet. Uh, Perhaps legitimate, perhaps not. There's also a mystery still at this moment of who is behind the kidnapping of his mother. Mm -hmm. How do they know he's alive? Who has, why do they, um, was it going to say? And pretty much what the motive is here, right? Because he turns in the pearl at the end of this episode. 
And uh, I, I was left pretty much with the conclusion that this has to be Bruno or Keller, right? Like this, this has to be one of them too. Like, how would they know he's alive? Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm not, I'm not quite sure to be honest. I'm gonna have to see how that plays out. You know, I, I was gonna ask you: Is there any part of you that was sitting there watching this episode thinking, "Is his mother just like a really good thief? Like, is is she yeah. not like really very motherly, and she's just taking advantage of her son who?" knows that he's in a position where he can't really come out and fight and argue and do all of this stuff. But she knows he has the black pearl. Do you, do you think that that's a possibility here? I'm not entirely... Sh- My assumption based on this episode was that Asan hasn't talked to his mother since that conversation on the phone with Claire next to him, you know, in 1998. So, I, I don't know how often he's spoken to his mother for her to know that. I also don't know why she's in France. Um, and there's like a very sophisticated the the woman who kidnaps him the the black woman with like the buzz buzz cut mm-hmm. type of um she's like she looks like super sophisticated she's dressed very nicely they 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 pick her up in a nice fake you know yeah uh taxi or Uber so it it feels like a high class organization is behind this um so it's kind of interesting to, to kind of figure out who could be behind it, it but it is very weird to me and i did find it odd that when he was younger and trying to connect with his mother she says forget about me make something of yourself and leave me behind but now mm-hmm. she's saying the opposite on the phone even though she's yeah. obviously held hostage but back then she was held hostage by the justice system now she's being held hostage by criminals right yeah so i I don't know what to make of it. I don't know if we're even, maybe perhaps she's not even alive. Maybe this is, I mean, dude, you see all the AI stuff out there these oh, days? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, a fake voice, uh, whatever, you know? Um, who knows? Maybe it's Claire. Maybe Claire is just a, an angry single mother who's no. tired of raising her <laughs> by herself. <laughs> it's not Claire. Come on. Claire and Ben together are going to run off and I don't, this is them working. Claire and Ben don't have a single bad bone in their body, man. Like they, <laughs> Ben is just like the I, most I noble friend ever, huh? I know he, he's you know he goes along with every single plan that Asan comes up with. It's great, you know. <laughs> just like what you know, everything, everything in Lupin, everything is is like calculated for the most part. I mean, we we do get a few curveballs, like this whole yeah. you know. Uh, I think Sani is is what Asan's mother called him. The nickname. Um, yeah, I mean, like we do get that curveball. We got you know some curveballs in in the previous parts, but for the most part, everything here that you see Asan do is very calculated. It's very planned. I mean, to the point where clearly this this fall was a stunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was a big one. Um, and I mean, obviously, we knew, right? Like we just knew, like at what point is he gonna wake, open up his eyes? You know, I mean, we love Ben, we love these characters, but. We're here for Asan's yeah. character, right? Yeah. Um, I, I walked away with, you know, because you always get these cool montages. And perhaps that's my favorite part of the show is when we get the explanation montage of how he did what he did. Yeah. Right? Um, you knew something was up the moment you see Corbet and Ben <laughs> wheeling him into the morgue. Like, you know, all right, okay, he's alive. What's going on? Mm-hmm. But... I couldn't help but think all of his plans are so hinged 
on one thing. Like they're always hinged on one, like everything going right. Yeah. You know, like what if the doctor would have called BS on Corbet and said, okay, call the director, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. or what if, what if Jacques gets picked up by a dog catcher <laughs> while he's, you know what I mean? Or like, what if, what if they're forced to perform an autopsy? <laughs> yeah. Like we need to open up his chest and see what happens. You know what I mean? Like yeah. anything could go wrong or is there no camera? How are Ben and Corbet not the most wanted men in France? They never wear masks. Yeah. There's got to be cameras everywhere. And I, I got to say, um, I know Hollywood is the pinnacle of of like the quality of production, right? You know, the mm-hmm. Mecca. But you see some areas in France in this episode and it's so, the architecture is so beautiful mm-hmm. and, the, and it's so varied what you can find in the country, in the countryside, right? That they could put out like location wise, they would dominate us in terms of the interesting, the way that they're locations look like that library Raul goes to to oh get Oh my this. gosh, I commented about that. I'm like, dude, why don't we have that here? I'd have a library. Yeah, it's called history and well, called yeah, like actual like our architecture is, is disgusting compared I hate to it. I mean, I'm speaking specifically it. for South Florida architecture. The, people develop shopping centers to be bulldozed in 20 years. They don't develop it for art and for culture and for this to be a long-lasting thing. Like people back then were creating these buildings to to last forever. You know, and we don't yep. do that. It's very disposable. And um, I think that's something like society in general. Like I'm I'm pretty passionate about that. Like I, I would love to get involved in such a way to, I, it's more expensive, right? So you got to convince developers to do so. But it's like a pride that you have in what you're creating. But yeah. like if you had a library like that in your town, you'd be more inspired to read. You'd like have a damn library pass and go in there. And I bet you that library is free yeah. in France if I had to guess. Yeah. I mean, Hassan's son's going in there to look at a map that he has to wear gloves to wear. Like, I'm pretty sure yeah. you know, anybody can can go in there. It looks like a like a public library to me. But yeah, and man, then, I, like I wish we had something like that. Yeah, I mean, there's really nice library, libraries like in New York. I'm sure there are across the U.S., but there there should be more of of building that kind of architectural style and creating you mm-hmm. know the style that lasts generations. But uh, but yeah, I mean, Hassan's plans really do. <laughs> They really do depend on specific things like the key on Jacques's, uh collar. You're going to leave the key to the gate on the dog's neck? You know, <laughs> like it's funny things like that or, you know, his ridiculous costumes, him dressing like a pimp to go get his coffin, you know, like. Oh, that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, but it, that's what the show is. It shows just a lot of fun in terms of that. It's not like hyper realism or anything like that but it is it is a good time all around it's um, fun I, I like that it keeps you guessing though for like for for the most part and until we obviously are getting to the reveals and then you're like oh yeah well that's that's the case it's funny though because they are they do always get me on like I, i'm always figuring out like okay they checked his heart they checked him for a, a heartbeat like how do they do that and, yeah. you know, I'm like, then you see, oh, it's a rigged stethoscope. Like, that makes sense. Or, oh, yeah. the cold spray. Like, all that stuff makes sense. Like, it's not, like, super far-fetched that it's not possible. Mm-hmm. I will say this. I couldn't be Asan because, bro, I don't know about you, but could you be buried alive like that for, like, in a coffin for, he's probably in there for 10 hours, you know? Easy. I'd imagine. <clears throat> Though, I mean... Dude, it was alive. still bright out when, when he got out. So, I, like, I don't know. Maybe he got out sooner. It's possible. I don't think he had to wait too long. 
Dude, they put the dirt on you. Could you imagine the dirt on you? And then if you can't bust that coffin open, oh my you God. run out of oxygen. Like, you imagine that? No, I don't Mr. want to. <laughs> Mr. 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 Beast, um, the YouTuber, he mm-hmm. did a challenge where he was in a coffin for 48. It was like 48 hours or something crazy like that. Like mm. buried alive for that long. And he legit did it. Like he, they dug a hole. They put him like 20 feet underground. He had uh, air coming in. He had a bunch of bozos watching his air ducts. Like, could you, if just a little bit of smoke got into those vents, it took like hours to dig him out. He would have been dead. Like, it's, it is insane. Right? That's wild. But, I... For anyone who wants to get like their hands clammy, go look up that video. Um, what'd you think about Yusuf demanding to open up the coffin at the funeral? It was so distasteful, man. Like, he, you have no authority. First of all, I can't like, say I blame oh him though, God. man. I can't. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would, I would be like, he's not dead, he's not dead, but that's so distasteful. I mean, you got his wife, his kid, his mother's there, his friends are there. Like, really? You don't? It's not like you have a a, a warrant or anything to. I, I, I'm assuming you would need one to open up a coffin. Um, I have no idea, but it just, it just felt so distasteful. It, it made me not like him for the first time. Asan even predicted that they would open his coffin, if you think about it. Because that plan could have been the same exact plan, but him not in the coffin. It could have. You know? I, thought, I thought the whole time un- un- until it cut to like the scene of inside the coffin where we saw him um, with, with his phone. I thought like, I was like, why didn't, why not just put like a, like a really a dummy. good dummy in yeah. there? Like, uh-huh. I mean, a, a no pulse, uh, cold uh doesn't move and you're not stuck in there like i could i i would have tried to have done that at least but they didn't do that yeah because then your plan is up the moment that they open up your coffin at the funeral there's a dummy in there, you there know? well there's some, I, I don't mean like a crash dummy i mean like like a really well made synthetic dummy like there are yeah, some but... really good things and and you don't have to look alive <laughs> you I don't can even... look a little purple little blue like you're I dead. don't know where you'd even begin to look for that there's some places, you know. I mean, Tom gotta, Cruise could you help you connect. out with those masks and everything. With those masks, uh, you got some, some companies in China, you know, there's, well, there's some dolls and whatnot. I'll say this. I'll say, with Ben's apparent capabilities of creating, you know, an airbag for the body, Yeah, uh, I would assume that he's capable of doing a synthetic dummy that could look just like a sign in, in short notice. It seems like he's capable of anything in short notice. Yeah. Also, how big is that property? Did you see like the safe room that Asan takes him in? Yeah. When he shows them, they walk through a hidden door, then they keep on walking, then they go down the stairs to a, like a Batman lair. I think Ben owned the entire street of units. I think so. Like he, he owns a lot. I mean, what happens when, you, when you're selling uh, illegal things, you make a lot of money, right? So, I'm mm. sure he can afford it. Speaking, speaking of making a lot of money on illegal things. I wasn't expecting the pearl to be valued so cheaply at $20 million. Were Me you? neither. No, I was expecting it to be like hundreds. I mean, it, it's it's not just a black pearl. It's a black pearl that has very uh, 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 historic significance, right? Like, it means a lot. It's like a national treasure. That seems I mean, so cheap to me. Even though it's a, it's a hot item, like, you, you know, you can't sell that on the open market because it's stolen. You would still imagine that it gets at least like a hundred million, right? I would imagine so. Yeah, I would. I, like I would the, imagine so. I like the introduction of the new characters, like Alberto and stuff like that. Yeah, 
Seems like an interesting character. But, um, you know, I would have caught us on day one because I would have just positioned a cop out there, the whole, like or just a GoPro camera of who oh, enters yeah. ben, Ben's shop. <laughs> and the moment I see, I mean, Hassan is an imposing figure. We've talked about this. He's like 6'3", 240, 250. Big guy. You know, man. big dude. And, you know, even his his damn costumes, he just looks like himself. Like, he never doesn't look like himself. Yeah. So, you catch him immediately, you know? You know, I noticed that in this episode, he still had the black pearl. Like, he, ben, he had ben the pearl. Does. I thought he gave it to, like, Bruno. No. No, I think he gave something. He gave something else to Bruno. I don't know what he gave to him, but. Maybe we'll uh, find out. We also have this storyline going on with uh, Gadira, Yusuf, uh, who is the cop who is obsessed with Lupin. And he strikes up the relationship with Fleur, the journalist who's in competition with the, the male journalist who steals her lead and goes down there, which I do wonder mm-hmm. how that's going to play out. The fact yeah. that this guy stole the lead, because I'm still kind of wondering how that ties into the story in a bigger way. Yeah. Um. But they're obviously using these journalists. I just wonder, I wonder if that might backfire on them. It's something going on here, like the dynamic between those two journalists and what Hassan has going on, if something crosses lines. Uh, it's kind of have like an eerie feeling I have. Yeah, I was wondering who the journalist was, that the female. I mean, it seems like, I mean, I don't, maybe, maybe it's not even a significant, you know, character and, you know, it's truly just, we got a snippet of her receiving tips from somebody who's probably been, um, yeah. You know, maybe that's the case, but I imagine we'll we'll still get a little bit more of this competition, this rivalry between those two journalists there. Um, I I think the guy seems a little shady, though. Like, I mean, I, I don't I don't trust his 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 actions that we see on camera, at least. So who knows what he's doing off camera? Who are you specifically? The the male journalist that stole her lead. Oh yes, yes, definitely yeah. shady. I you yeah. know, I'm assuming. Well, I'm not assuming. If you drop the pearl off at the church, then someone has to go pick it up, yep. right? So I would assume that Asan has this place staked out. You know that we're gonna see who goes, leaves, comes in and out of the church. At least that's what I would do. That's what I'm hoping, right? Uh, but it does make you wonder: Are they gonna give back the mother directly after this or not? Or you got like the best weapon here, you know? Yeah. You just keep her hostage forever and just keep on doing stuff. But he'll eventually figure out who's behind it. Yeah. You work for us now. I have a Do feeling you- part three is going to end like open-ended with no resolution for the mother. Yeah. And something like something major has to occur. And it's like open-ended for Lupin part four. I think that's likely. I I, yeah. I, I mean, especially if we follow the, the patterns of the first two parts, I think that's very likely. Yeah, the other the other options here uh, with you know Asan and you know his mother maybe maybe his mother is working for the uh, people taking the pearl. I, I have no idea. That would be um, an interesting turn for sure. The other question I have is: Could there he in any way? No, it's from a oh from the water bottle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, is could there? in any way be some relation here to to Pellegrini like could he be like this high crime organization ring that we appear to see here capturing his mother and knowing oh I know he's alive I mean it's it's not the first time he's played dead to get in and to get out of somewhere true he did it last season with the the prison exactly 
However, I think if it's not somebody he knows, which I, I really do think it's somebody he knows, then it's somebody he pissed off. Like, it'll be a random character we haven't met before who they'll have mm-hmm. to set up their story in some way. But, uh, like, look, his costume leaving the the funeral. <laughs> so, clearly him. I know. Yeah, the episode thumbnail needs to be Jacuse and him. Like, him carrying Jacuse with the, out of the, um, out of the graveyard in the yeah. little wheelbarrow. That has to be it. I think the dog wins best, uh, best, best actor act- in oh, this 100%. episode. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I think um, also, what was I going to mention about the, I think I was going to mention something about Claire. She seems to be more smitten with Asan lately. Like she, before it felt like she was over him, but now it feels like she's the most distraught one here. She's the only one who doesn't believe that he's still alive. So I do wonder what's going to happen when she finds out that he's alive and if she's going to be happy or whether she's just going to be fed up. You know, like I'm so tired. Like my whole life's been, like her whole life's been a joke in terms of, you know, he uses it so selfishly, you know? Yeah. Keep her in the dark and all these sorts of things, but. Yeah, you know. he, he is very, he's very selfish, you know, he, he doesn't really seem to think much about others. I get the whole faking your death to take the pressure off of your family. And you know, I think that's probably pretty respectable for him you know, to, to try and do, you know, get pressure off his family. We can see that that was definitely a motivator um, yeah. from this episode, but. I mean, I think what this episode also shows me is that Claire, I mean, I think when Claire was young, like she really liked all of these little, you know, things that, that Assam would always do, right? Like, you know, whatever it was, getting in trouble, stealing this, doing that. Um, it was fun, right? But she was, she was young. She was a kid and she's grown up and Assam doesn't seem to have grown up yet. Like he's still the same little kid that he was. He's just like five feet taller. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's still dressing up like a pimp and going to buy coffins and stuff. So, yeah. And I have a feeling Raul's heading in his same footsteps. You know, he's very enamored with everything his father's doing and, and has gone an obsession with Lupin as well. So, mm-hmm. um, it's it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here. But it does feel like the next step now is he gets that phone call, right? And now yep. he has to work for these people. So, what are they going to have him do, right? Very John yeah. Wick feeling, by the way, this whole, uh, if you saw the last John Wick. Did you see that? I didn't. I haven't seen the latest one. It feels very John Wicky. Okay. But, um, all right. Shall we wrap up this instant reaction of episode two? Let's go ahead and wrap it up. I, I Do do we want to get into any categories or any predictions or anything You're the like king. That? You're the king of the categories, so you tell me, sir. All right. Well, let's, we, we've already established best character. Of the episode, totally yes. Uh Let's go. With, let's go with best scene. Best scene has to be the montage of figuring out how he was able to pull off this this giant fake in his death sequence. It's always the montage. It's always yeah. the montage. All right, let, let's dive into that. What was the most surprising reveal during that montage? Um, the most surprising reveal. Was I knew it had to be something with tunnels. I, I just knew it. Because if you're going under the ground, you got to leave underground. Mm-hmm. I guess it was the stethoscope, to be honest. Okay. You know, because I, I figured he had some sort of padding to survive the fall as well. But I was like, how did they fake the heartbeat? Was it a, you know, was he dead? Like, remember how he was dead for a bit mm-hmm. in, in, in part two or whatever? But yeah, I didn't know what it was. So, well, 
I'm glad they didn't repeat the same yes. exact stunt from um I, I believe it I believe it was part two, but yeah. um I'm glad it wasn't the same executed the same way. For me, I think the most surprising part of the whole reveal um, was the very start of it, which was the fall that was like a 30 foot oh, yeah. plus fall. Um, and the airbag. he has an airbag on him to protect them from dying, but his head's not protected. So, yeah, very yeah, risky, he, very, very lucky on that I'm, one, by the way. I'm assuming you're at least very sore. He's 45 years old in the show. He like, doesn't have a scratch on him. Exactly. So, like, yeah. dude, imagine now you've taken the biggest fall of your life. Okay, and now you got to go into a coffin and you can't move until until it's you ain't getting out of there, dude. Like, it's just not happening. You know, also think like, can you imagine just for a moment if you were in that coffin and that that the tunnel that you dug was just like a few inches off? Oh, yeah. You're screwed. <laughs> like, Done you're for. screwed. A few inches off. You're screwed. Or how did you dig a tunnel in two weeks? And how did, how did nobody see it when they were lowering your coffin into a grave? Exactly. Exactly. Right? Yeah, too many questions. Yeah. Well, do, do you have any predictions for next episode? I, I have not watched the next episode yet. I do know that they are all on Netflix, but I am watching it one a week because that's the way I like to watch TV. Yeah. Same. Um, I mean, they said he has to work for them now, so I would assume... He's gotta he's gotta find out who took his mom. So I would assume it's just gonna be completely dedicated towards finding out who's who's behind this all, you know? But Mario, it's just it's just one more. Then I'm out. Right? One more. <laughs> it's a, there's always something to pull you in, man. So Do you think you'll ever get the pearl back or the pearl's as good as gone? Uh he might. He might get the pearl back. I mean <sighs> I see. I could see him getting the pearl back. Like that, it seems it's very personal to him to have that pearl. Yeah, because uh, it it was his one failure. Um, in in life, I mean, according to him, with with, with some of the other, uh, burglary things he's he's done in the past. So I think he'll probably get it back at the end of this part. Uh, mm. Would be my guess. Um, and maybe that's kind of like a partial resolution between part three and part four. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think that, look, we know Asan is always a step ahead. Like he's yeah. always a step ahead. The, the, the chapter one ended with him falling to what appeared to be his death. Chapter two opens up with us realizing that that's not he's how not that dead. went down. He's yeah. not dead. Like it was a plan. This chapter ends with him giving up the, the pearl. I think the next chapter will open up with us figuring out that he's, and I hope, I, I hope this is the case. He, he was, he prepped for that, right? Like he was staking it out afterwards or Ben or Bruno or whoever was looking to see like, well, who's going to go in and get it? I hope it's not that Bruno's behind this because it just feels too obvious. So I hope it's somebody else, but we'll see. I don't think it would be like, I don't, yeah. I don't, they don't seem to be at odds enough for me to, to think it's him. I don't know. The girlfriend was very pissed at him. Like, you have the audacity to show up here. So, he, I think he did something to Bruno at some point in his life. But Yeah, but I mean, don't we'll let him out of the cop car. Take the pearl. Whatever. Know. Anyways, fun episode. I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah. Let me give a bit of housekeeping here. Go for uh, it. 
Thank you all for tuning into this episode. We hope you're enjoying our Lupin series. We're also doing a midweek series on Invasion Season 2. I think we're heading into Episode 9 next week, so we only got two more there. And we hope you're enjoying that journey through that show. We've got some other things planned here, potentially in the future, trying to keep up our two to three episode cadence a week. We also want to thank our supporters. Thank you all out there who have signed up and followed us on Patreon. If you haven't done so, you can check out our link in the description of this episode to go on over and follow. There is a free tier, so you do not have to support, but we do want to make a personal shout out to Linder, Matthew, and Susie who have decided to support us monetarily. Thank you. It's appreciated. You don't have to do it. We're just grateful that you enjoy these episodes and we're thankful. It helps us continue producing the the um, the content that we put out here on Story Archives, and we look forward to doing more in the future. Absolutely. And in addition to that, supporter Matthew uh, has let us know an update about Dune. Yes, thank you. So Dune apparently is being postponed until 2024 due to uh, actor strikes that are uh, currently going on, I, I suppose. So that's going to be a little while till we get it. But I am excited. I, I am excited to, to see it when it comes out. I was laughing because I saw something on Instagram uh, this week of somebody. It was like pretty much me when I'm watching Dune and it's like fake commentary in the background. Yeah. And the floopies had an arrangement <laughs> with the gloopies. And they went to where with the, and then somebody commented on the bottom and like, yeah, all of this. And then the main character's name is Paul. <laughs> it's like, everybody has these wacky names and the main character is just paul that's amazing so, but yeah I, I can't wait for part two they actually just released dune on netflix so if you haven't watched it check it out and um i think hbo has had to have struck up a deal with netflix because there's so many hbo shows coming to netflix now <laughs> and um they're they're, they're kind of like all of the streaming platforms are doing cross licensing with each other which is nice for a change and uh that's how i was able to watch ballers and um a bunch, the Sopranos movie came out um, The Saints of Newark hmm. came out in, um, on Netflix as well so. I did not know there was a Sopranos movie it's a prequel it's a prequel movie actually the okay. son of James Gandolfini plays a young uh, Tony which is which is pretty interesting so, okay alright I'll, yeah. I'll check it out yeah. well Thank you for listening to this episode of Lupin or Lupin by Story Archives. You can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts, Apple and Spotify podcasts primarily. You can visit us on YouTube, Rumble. Our website is soapbox.house. You can email us at contact.soapbox.house. And we do have a link in the description below to sign up for our quarterly newsletter. All right. Until next time, y'all take care. Have a great weekend. And we will see you on the next episode of Story Archives. Peace.